Hello and welcome to Prague Will Find a Way Progcast. I'm Jonathan Block. And I'm Jay Valade. This is episode eight. Yes. And uh, it's the holiday season, so we figured we would do a celebration of Prague Christmas. A Prague Christmas. <laughs> There you go. But first, <laughs> in but our first. continuing ongoing saga, chapter eight of the S album <laughs> Deluxe Met Reissue. Whatever it's Here called. we go. It finally came. Yes. The Yes album in uh, <laughs> Deluxe Edition. Oh, look at that. Four CDs, one Blu ray, and the vinyl, all in one nice little package. In doubly Atmos, and, and in the Atmos, and hey, well, you know, can it, you it, open that up for a second? sure. Where's that? What's that going on here? Well, oh, that's for the the the. Uh, oh, that's for the oh the Blu-ray. The Blu-ray okay, it's in there. All right. So you know they uh, they've redone this. It's a re- really nice package. They've we've got the original album remastered. We've got the Steve Wills Stephen Wilson uh, 2014 remixes and instrumental mixes. Of the full album, disc three is a rarities, which is basically most of the single cuts that they had done, um, extended version of Adventure, the studio version of Clap. So it's like the whole album kind of redone in little pieces. Um, there's a, a mono mix of the whole album, and then they've got uh, a couple alternative takes, uh, alternate takes uh, at the at the end of Starship Trooper, which is mainly instrumental. I've seen All Good People, an early take, which you've heard. So yes. I mean, I, we, we should discuss that. Yeah. Yours is No Disgrace, a different mix. And then the fourth disc is a concert, uh, half of which is from Sweden and half of which is from New Haven, Connecticut, um, where they play uh, I've Seen All Good People and then Old Songs, Astral Traveler and Every Days, and then uh, the New Haven show at the Yale Bowl, um, is yours and Nose Grace, all good people, clap and perpetual change. So it's pretty cool. The the Blu-ray uh, or is a um, the Atmos mix and a stereo mix and a 5.1 mix. So which is very cool as well. So it also comes with vinyl. Nice. And a what, what's book. the label? What's the vinyl label? It's the regular, it's same the old, classic, classic Atlantic, USA, Atlantic, Atlantic. records. Uh, thing and then there's a book. Wow! Now the book is very interesting because <laughs> the book has like a picture from the photo shoot of the Yes album, and then inside uh, there's a bunch. Uh, there's uh-huh. a little note from Stephen Wilson about his mix and and turning it into Atmos after he had done the the other um, the 5.1 years ago. Um, but it's surrounded by pictures uh, from the Relayer tour. Oh, ouch. which is not not my favorite. <laughs> oh, I thought you were uh, going to say. To do. I thought you were going to say from like the fragile tour. No. There's Alan. There's Alan. No, Alan there's White. Patrick Mraz there. Oh, uh, oh, that's bad. Yeah, Patrick Mraz in the main picture. Is there any pictures of Alan White? Uh, probably in all these small ones. All these small ones uh, uh, that are oh. that are shown here are all like you know from the film of the Relayer tour. I think they they did it. Kind of as a take. Well, yeah, I see drums here. Yeah, yeah. kind of as a take on the album cover, where it's the pick the the negative, right? You know that that idea. Yeah, but it's of stuff from Relayer, which is kind of odd. Then they have a okay. a, a, a essay by uh, Sid Schwartz, 
which is, which is good. But again, more pictures from Relayer Tour. Um, some more pictures from from the the Tony that's Tony K. Okay, from the from the making of the album, or probably the 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 sessions that they had taken the inside cover pictures from. Ooh, um, rear photo of Tubbs smoking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, then more pictures from Relayer. Um, so does so, this mean for the Relayer deluxe box they're going to have pictures? We're going to Bruford. We're get some Bruford pictures. Hey, there's going to be conspiracy theories. Or we're, there's a take of Bruford doing Gates of Delirium. <laughs> it's just kind of funny that they would do that, just because you know it's they, not funny. They, it's lazy. It's they repeat, stu- it's they repeat lazy. all the pieces you know from the reissue and the original credits, and they spell John Anderson with an H like they did on the original album. But it's it's kind of odd that they would put Relayer pictures. In in the Yes album uh, reissue, but aside so, from that, so sound wise, you know, I li- So you have the hard copy. I've listened to it on Apple Music. They have the entire box and the 2022 or 23 remaster, however they're labeling it, is an Atmos mix. So as long as you have an Apple device and and earbuds or the the cans, you can hear it in Atmos. So. Then when I'm looking at that and you're talking about that, I'm like, this is one of those times where I have zero regret that I didn't get the box because that would annoy me to no end. The relayer pictures. It it totally annoys me to no end. But having said that, I've never seen those pictures before. So that kind of that's a that's a bonus for me. So what do you think, though? Have have you listened? Have you listened to everything? I've listened to almost everything. I haven't listened to the vinyl yet. Haven't had a chance. Um, and I've listened to, I don't, I don't think I heard the mono mix yet, but I listened to everything else and I found it very enjoyable. I mean, I got it on Amazon, so, uh, I, I pre-ordered, so I got the, the less expensive because of the pre-order guarantee or whatever, but it was still like 80 bucks. So, but it's four CDs and a, uh, and a DVD or so, or, or Blu-ray, um, the the extra tracks on the on the end the live stuff yeah. I'd heard a number of those before. So but it's that's nice not to have it's it. not all on unre- Is there any any Some of that of live stuff unreleased? unreleased? Yeah, okay. but, but I did uh, have a bootleg of the of the Yale Bowl show previously, so I'd heard it before. I think it's cleaned up and yeah. since, but I I can't guarantee that. Um, and then the the rare unreleased tracks I found the the most interesting to be the the I've seen all good people take because I thought it was kind of fun because they were it's it's a different right version of that song yeah. where it's a little uh, it's less quiet right you know, I mean it's like a, there's drums and stuff during the your move section which is yep. kind of an interesting take on the song and it, it was a little groovy it was totally <laughs> groovy yeah and and really for a band where there's just not a lot of extra stuff like that right i mean how right. many you know what how many reissues and whatnot have we waited for oh they're not going to find anything they're not and that that's that another reason that why maybe there's not a lot of pictures to go around because right. keep in mind at this time when the yes album came out they were in jeopardy of losing their record contract yep. this was like their last ditch effort in order to you know make something of themselves yep. they thought with the addition of steve howe they'll they'll change the band and it'll become that's why they called it the yes album because right. this is the so new, new. Uh, this is the yep. new us right and this was their last chance of uh 
of making it. And yeah. so I don't think that at the time they were worried about, you know, documenting their success at the time. They just wanted to make it, right. let alone have pictures of themselves doing all this stuff. Right. I'm sure stuff exists, but I guess not in the vault. Somewhere, somebody has a cassette or a reel to reel or or, or whatever or pictures yeah. or whatever. Pictures. But you know, I don't know. It's not. It's not like today where everyone's got an iPhone and you've got a picture of every single show. Yeah. Or a recording of every single show. Um, that was back then. By the time, fra- I'm hoping if they do <laughs> this for Fragile and for Close, Close to the Edge, the edge et please, that they will um, get have their unearth- shit together. Have an unearth more. <laughs> More things. <laughs> the th- problem with the Close to the Edge thing is going to be that they released the Progeny thing, and, and that was six shows in a right. row. I don't know what else live you could do out of that, I, because I don't think they changed the set list. So Yeah, I mean, you know, maybe they have other stuff, right? Maybe there's yeah. run-through studio things, or if they do it the same way, you'll get the instrumental track i i so again i listened to it on apple me i listened to the whole thing yeah so twice um and we talked before like every version sounds good it's not like i compared one to another and said oh yeah i prefer the original mix or the steve yeah. wilson mix obviously the atmos mix is, is different. completely different but everything else and and i listen from a to, listening yeah. experience but listen there, it's the, not like they no and there's no radical take. right it's and the there's same. no it's radical the changes i mean i'm a fan of adventure i think that's a great song so i i enjoy that there's another 40 to 60 seconds right on that and that that's fit in but um and the mono mixes were good and as you were saying that that extra kind of bonus stuff where it's like just leaves you wanting more you know, well yeah to, but to also say, keep in mind Again, this yeah. is the Yes album. They are the opening act. Right. Right. They are still, yeah. Right. So they yeah. only get their 30 minutes they or do. 40 minutes or they whatever. Do. So you're not going to get a ton of, right. of like, oh, the full concert from the Yes album tour because they were, at least in America, they were like opening for people. And, and at least for me, it's sacrilege probably, but there's some bands where... Even if I like them a lot, I just, they don't do a lot for me live. So like Jethro Tull is one of those bands. Like I love Jethro Tull. I'll listen to any of their albums, but I listen to the live album and I'm like, it just doesn't do anything for me. Yes, is a little bit in that category, <laughs> but the early years, which is funny because I'm such a Bruford fan. I mean, I yeah. love everything he's done. I'm a big fan of his Bruford band Earthworks it was all good but like I listened to the live stuff and it just doesn't do anything for me I don't know why I'm, I don't know yeah. what's missing not the until and this the early stuff but yeah. even you know even um you know progeny and yes songs are fine I I thought that personally I think they started coming into their own live towards the late 70s it just oh. there's something about I don't, I don't, live so I, I enjoy you know, both periods right but I think that the yes song stuff just is great because it's it's so much more raw than the studio recording right there's just and maybe that's the way it was recorded but i i just there's I gotta just get be up, there's there and maybe it's alan white joining right. the mix and the whole but thing for, but there, for, there's just more movement in there but for some fragile where i mean so you've got on yes songs you've got these multi-track great sounding stuff with bruford on it where is that 
Like, where's the hopefully, rest of it? <laughs> hopefully it'll be. On but the, it's never on been like you've heard, oh, that's all they had and everything else was destroyed in the Universal no. Warehouse fire or something. Uh, because, like, where the hell's the rest of it? There's yeah, got to be. There, there has to be more because. To me, that's the biggest hole in the S catalog. Yeah. Besides the well, they weird that, documentation that, of the early years. But, yeah, but then they had that um, that sounding out show on, I don't know if it was on the BBC or whatever, where they interview them all. Oh right, and then they're showing these clips of them playing right. from the Fragile Tour. Wakeman's right, in there right, and yeah, playing. yeah. So it's and, like it's there's. Is that the one where where uh, uh, John Anderson has that keyboard thing in front of him? Well, he has that on a lot of them. The one <laughs> with the, the early giant tour. things. Yes, yeah. that's. I think that's one. Uh, that's like from the video yeah, of yours. Yeah, is no okay, disgrace, okay. but he might have that on that as well. I'm, I'm sure he didn't throw it out. It's not like they were made of money and could that's, just that's throw true. Out instruments. I'm that's sure they true. took everything around. The, because keep in mind again, yeah, it's like a year between releases. So right. I mean, they're not like it is nowadays that you're ten years between releases right. sometimes. Um, so anyway, they should. Fin- it's finally out. Right. Hopefully, they will continue this this uh, this pattern and and put more of them out because I, it would be a shame that it. Is just the one one off. I'd like to see them put. It doesn't even have to be a whole song, but an excerpt of just like the vocals. Like you know what I mean. Like right. they did the the on on the on the King Crimson box that had Lizard on it. Whatever, whatever um, Prince Rupert awakes. Yeah, is that, yeah, yeah. And they did the John and, Anderson. And they and they made these they made these things where it's just John Anderson's vocals, and it's freaking amazing. It is yeah. so freaking cool. I'd love to hear. Them you know, separate that out. That they would actually make me appreciate. They did the instrumental mix. Uh, yeah, exactly. Come Just on, Stephen Wilson. Down. Let's have a, uh, a uh, well vocal because only that would mix. make me appreciate something like uh, um, I've seen all good people. Like he's so sick of that. Right. It would be very cool though to hear the. Well, there are Understood. videos. I don't know if you've seen them on YouTube. Yeah, people have people taken have taken somehow. out of the like yeah. you know, it's just Rick Wakeman's keyboards for cl- for uh, close to <laughs> yeah, the edge. The, the isolated yeah, the isolated bass. Ba- yeah, yeah, I love that. What, Those are so which cool. Which is all cool, but I, <laughs> yes, it's a hard band to do that too yeah. because I mean, you'll you'll hear John Anderson sing ah, and then right. all of a sudden you'll have you know two minutes of silence. <laughs> <laughs> Right, because right. there's all well, this I instrumental you, you, stuff you'd going on. You'd have to somehow edit it edit down it or, or mix it and but, make it into a yes. song again. Yeah. But, <laughs> all right. So all right. So there we go. There we go. Finally, I think yeah. we put a bow on the Yes album. There we'll we now, go. Merry what, Christmas. Merry Christmas. <laughs> and we'll now transition over to our Fragile watch, waiting yes. for the yeah. announcement about Fragile. But, and and of course, this is. Yes, they're not going to put it out immediately. It's going to no. be another year before something yeah. like that happens. And and a good segue. So we want to talk about some holiday prog. We we'll just go from uh, we'll we'll go to John Anderson from, first. From yes to yes. From yes to yes. All right. So there's a lot of prog Hol- out there. Holiday prog is is prevalent, but it's kind of funny that there's um there's not a lot of prog albums. I mean, Rick Wakeman has two. Right. We've got a Keith yeah, Emerson one over here. Keith Emerson. Um, but a lot of a lot of prog bands put out singles. I know Tull had yep. had one out, you know, Greg Lake did uh oh, Father the, Christmas, the, which right, we which all is know. Huge. Marillion's put out a couple yep. which are which are always they do um they usually do a song on their fan club CDs or right. DVDs or whatever yep. they're releasing that year for the fan club. And each year they they have in the past put um put a, a Christmas song on. Right. 
And sometimes it's a live thing that they did somewhere or they'll go in the studio and they'll be mucking around and, and put some silly thing together. But they did um, Carol of the Bells a couple of years ago and put it out as a single. And it was it was really good. A little haunting, but it was right. really good. I don't know if you've heard that. But yeah, it, I have. It, and, and, you know, there is a history like in, even in the 70s, a lot of people. Well, I think it started right with the Beatles, like the Beatles would yes. put something out for their yeah. fans every year. And I know other bands did, too. But I went looking on YouTube and couldn't find because I believe Genesis did sudden stuff maybe a couple of years. I believe Peter Gabriel did something. Okay. I know Vandegraaff Generator did did a tune. So people would do would do. Th- but they were like these one offs. Yeah. And they're just kind of lost, lost to time. Yeah. You know, lost to time, except, of course. Except, so John Anderson in the modern put out, era. Put out, yes. Era. In between 90125 <laughs> and Big Generator, he put out three ships. This is the. 30. Originally on cassettes. I well, have, I the, have cassette. the vinyl. Okay. Downstairs. I, have, I, have I even have the 12 inch of Easier Said Than Done. Which, strangely enough, is credited just to Vangelis. Really? Yeah. Ah, interesting. But, so John re-released it as a 22nd anniversary edition, (laughs) and God only knows when this came out. 2007. Okay. um, And added a couple extra tracks in, uh, but it's it's a very interesting album. I've played it nonstop at Christmas time during the holiday season, and to the point that my... Children who are now older um, can't wait to hear the John Anderson album at Christmas because it reminds them of when they were little. True, true, so. truly a Christmas miracle, John Anderson. It is, it is, is a Christmas is miracle a Christmas that they miracle. like to hear it. Um, but I always enjoy this album. Roy Thomas Baker yep. produced it, and so which was an interesting uh, choice. But yeah, he, he got of, he got to he got to try one more time. Yeah. Well, before he did, then later, yeah, the the Heaven and Earth album for Yes, right, right. Which after the Paris sessions, it was I, I didn't think that that would ever happen. Um, but uh, Elliot Easton from the Cars plays guitar on it. Trevor oh, okay. Ravens on here. Um, so you know, it's very interesting. John's take on the classics, yep. but also John's take on some some new songs. So. My one of my favorites is the Old Holy Night with um, Sandra Crouch, who is, uh, or was I don't I'm not sure the um, the wife of Andre Crouch, who's right. a famous gospel singer. Yep. So they've got this whole gospel choir going, and and you know they're duetting the song, and the, the best is that <laughs> that John's got the higher voice than than Sandra, but it's oh that's <laughs> funny that's but that's, it, it's that's that one's funny. good. Then we have Chris Squire's Swiss Choir. Right. Um, which, you know, best dad joke ever. Because <laughs> there's no Swiss choirs on this okay. album, but there are choirs. So Steve Hackett plays a lot of guitar on this one, right. too. So it's, um, um, again, it's it's part of my uh, my rotation. Um, your your, play, your but, holiday playlist. Yeah, but I, these are all traditionals, I believe, except for Run With The Fox, which was... Um, the song he did with Alan White between the drama album and 90125 um, with Pete Sinfield writing the lyrics. Yes. Well, actually, isn't it isn't it more accurate to say between uh, drama and YYZ? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what did I say? You said 90125. I I'm did, just I being mean, a stickler. <laughs> have you ever listened to that YYZ stuff? 
It, yeah. I know it's on YouTube. I know I listened to it one Nothing time, grabs but me when I, I yeah. listen to it. I'm like, okay, I I see why that didn't go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, there's some very interesting things here. Chris sings a lot of the vocals, but then the the choir sings most of the stuff on here. Yeah. Um, so if you're not into the choir kind of carols, this would not be your bag. Right. But um there's a nice version of Silent Night and Night of Silence where he kind of duets with the the um with the choir back and forth. But right. I listen to that all the time. And then of course I uh I have the classic Keith Emerson Christmas album. Uh you know he does have a choir on here. Most most are traditional tunes, but I believe he did uh he did write Captain Starship Christmas. That's his arranged <laughs> and produced by Keith Emerson. Um, you know, it's it's freaking Keith Emerson. What are you gonna say? Is it mainly Cynthia? Yeah. It's mainly Cynthia. Yeah. So um it's not like he got the band back together. Yeah, no, I know. was listening to Rick Wakeman has a couple, and so I was listening to those on um Spotify today. And it's a mix of piano and uh and synth stuff so yeah actually he's got a few tunes on here uh that he wrote um so recommend not recommend uh i have not i only listen to it once a year but (laughs) definitely if you see it uh it's it's totally worth it it's keith emerson playing christmas tunes (laughs) and then uh this is a pretty rare one people seem to forget about this one it's from i think 87 89 this is uh the players so this is phil manzanera and andy mckay from roxy music and a bunch of their friends just playing Christmas tunes. Um, it's not like, you know, there's no, Brian Ferry's not singing Christmas tunes on here, and it doesn't no, sound like And it's all music. instrumental. It's all instrumental. It's very traditional sound. I think it even might great. be like street musicians from London or something yep. like that, that they get on just... On Ryko. Yeah. On Ryko. I love that one. Yeah, I like that one and, too. And it's like 32 songs or something. Yeah, it just goes on because they're all 33 short. 33 songs, yep. and they're all like a minute and a half. Yeah. So it's a good mix it's, it will not offend anyone. It will, no. It's very, very, it will not offend. And then, uh, of course, you know, Prague adjacent, because Robert Fripp was involved, uh, the Roaches. Um, is Fripp on that? No, he is not. Oh. It's just the Roaches doing all um, the traditional? traditional tunes. Uh, another another Ryko release, but on the classic Ryko kind of uh, pale Along, green uh, uh, yes. cases. How is how is that? Is that I like it. I mean, you know, it's, it's, you it's, it's yeah, it's very traditional. They sing, you know, it's like three part harmony yeah. singing. And I don't, I think it is all acapella from what I remember, but I could be wrong. Um, I think it's all acapella. I don't think they're, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. The, it's just the sisters. No, there's some drums or some this and that. Um, they get a little goofy to the way yeah. the roaches do, but um, you know, the funny thing is, is like if you're looking for variety, right? But yes. then even we talked a little bit about this in one of the previous episodes about the winter and the way things sound. There's a lot of prog albums that they're not Christmas albums, but you could play them on Christmas, yeah. right? <laughs> like, I mean, I, any of those, those, even even the, you know, I mean, Jethro Tull just screams fall and holiday time and and that. And there's there's a lot of them just the way that they sound. They yes. just have that sound to them. So, akin to this, uh, Jane Sibbery has a really good. Uh, Christmas album. It was recorded live, and it's it's kind of it runs the gamut too yeah. of her songs, old carols, <laughs> her witty repartee <laughs> as she's interacting with all these people. But she starts out with a very small group on stage, and by the time the concert was over, oh wow, there's like 14 people <laughs> on stage, and so it just builds and builds right. and builds, and it's it's a very fun um, Christmas album. 
uh, filled with ups and downs. So right, it's, but it's good. Um, and then Hanukkah, of course, doesn't get as much. No, does doesn't not get, get as much press. No, doesn't I have a get friend as much who has press. a band called the Levies. Okay, yes, Dave Schneider. Uh, yeah, from... and uh, from a band called the Zambonis, and uh, Adam from the band Guster, and they have a uh, a holiday, Hanukkah rock Hanukkah rock album. So if you're looking for the alternative to this, not really prog. No, more fun rock and roll. Yeah, but there is a but there is there is a Hanukkah there, option yeah, out there. Yeah, there's no. I can't think of any Prague Hanukkah. No, um, Jane Sibbery does a. She's not really Prague, but right. She does a Hanukkah song she's on her, on her Christmas straddles. album. Yes. Yeah. So. Yeah. So there's definitely a lot out there. There is a lot out uh, there. There is a lot out there. Um, some of it out of print. I know some of these things are not in print anymore. Um, but I did. You can... I did recently get XCC's Andy Partridge did. Um, XCC put out an out a, a, a single called "The Three Wise Men" and okay. they did "Thanks for Christmas" uh, as back in in the eighties. Uh, but he just put out a or not, I don't I don't know how long ago a couple of years back a CD of my failed Christmas songwriting career, <laughs> uh, which has four <laughs> tracks that he tried to you know. Hawk to other people as a songwriter, and nobody picked him up on him, or he did them for specific people, and they weren't picked up. But he put them out on a little CD, so right. That's a that's an interesting uh, <laughs> moment as well. I don't know where you f- can listen to any of that because I, I got the Burning Shed had had it on on their website, so I got it. I, I was got the physical at, release. Okay, but. yeah. I mean, I look on YouTube to see if anything's out there, and I was looking for because I know there were like shows and just these things that would happen on English TV around, um, yeah. you know, the holiday time music wise. And I just, I just couldn't find a lot. Um, you know, like Mike Oldfield lends himself to winter, right. you know, yes. like there's a lot He's of these his, people, his, his moments of, of that as uh, right, well. Of, of his Kate, Christmas. And Kate Bush's Kate Bush. 50 yep. words for snow could be put into that zone. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, that is the name of that, right? Yes. <laughs> well, and then, of course, Robert Fripp has Silent Night, did a Fripp-Tronics version of Silent Night. Was it an hour and a half? No, no. It was, <laughs> it, it was actually a single. It was released as, I think I think it was a flexi-disc. It was a flexi-disc and maybe oh, okay. a guitar player or something like yeah. that. Um, and uh, it's, been, it's been released since, and actually you can... Um, for the 50th anniversary of Crimson, they were releasing one that for 50 weeks, they released a, you know, they released a track and one of the tracks they released around holiday time was was that. So it's, it's on all the streaming sites as well as, uh, YouTube, but just a different, you know, different take. I mean, there's a lot of jazz things out there. There's a lot of instrumental, um, yeah, I have something that that gets a little proggy too. Speaking of, yes, I found a Trevor Rabin uh christmas single uh, on i don't know where i online and then and so i i listen to that occasionally as well yeah i mean band if we're talking yes well you know and and but but it used to be a regular occurrence you would get you just it's very few and far yeah now it's very few and far between people do holiday albums i think the the bob dylan one ruined it for everybody oh (laughs) hey i'm a big dylan fan but (laughs) We all have a line in the sand. <laughs> all right, so uh, that the holiday, holiday in Prague, as it yes. were. 
Happy um, holidays to everyone happy out there holidays. in Prague land. Yes. <laughs> Have a very proggy holiday, right? All right, so I guess that's it for episode eight, and um, we'll see you next time.